In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. We have some special guests in studio. Some All of our guests are special. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I like to you say that to say them special. when they're in here. You know, you're going to tell special. them face to face they're special. We say that to all our guests. <laughs> this is what, what we're getting at. Some, uh, I thought of them as urban adventures before I had run into them. You guys hadn't been operating very long, but first time I met you was at the Savings and Loan opening. Mm-hmm. Yes. I found out that I you guys listened to us and then you told me who you were. So who are you? Well, we are, as told by OKC, more specifically, I'm Chad. And I'm Chelsea. And we are Urban Adventurers. I guess that's one way to say it. Uh, We also just are two average people that have fallen in love with the metro of Oklahoma City and like to spend our time just talking about it and trying to rep the brand of of OKC. And you do a good job of it. Which one of you is the photographer? (laughs) I think I can take credit for that. For I, was looking at, I was looking at your website the other day, and you, there's some beautiful photographs of the Thank Ferris you. wheel, the, the Tower Theater sign. That was a cool mm-hmm. perspective. You took it from underneath, it's looking really up. It's really because or? I'm so short. I just have a really <laughs> yeah. good view. Of you weren't even bending so, down. You yeah, were just looking straight exactly, up. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys are a, a blog, right? That's exactly. an easy way to explain it, okay. yes. Um, a lot of the time we end up writing articles and stories about things that are happening, and the best way to get that message across is through a blog, and then we kind of push it through social channels after that. Okay. I probably primarily consume you through social media. Yeah, I like to think of ourselves as a social media entity, uh, but it is nice to have a, a place to store stories and interviews and articles. We started initially thinking, let's do a big website, let's really push for this. We actually sent a couple thousand dollars down to Austin and somebody was working on the website. Thankfully, they had to back out and sent the money back a month later. And that was a real, that was a good accident that that (laughs) happened because it it, uh, took all the pressure away from having to monetize something that we really just started out of passion and interest and hobby. And so now we can keep it as that without that pressure of making bank. It keeps us really nimble. Um, I think between the two of us, we have a lot of skill set in that digital sphere. Mm-hmm. So we run a Squarespace. That's how we take care of everything. Yeah, and it works. And We're it's easy. We're Squarespace. It's easy to consume. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people tend to like overblow websites nowadays because, I mean, there's, there's only so many different sort of like formats and style ideas. Like it's kind of all been done. The, the you know, the long scrolling pages and the cool floaties. Like, and Squarespace does pretty much all of that now for you. You just pick yeah. which one you like. And then you can still have that ability to customize it. But no, I, we, that's our, we're hosted on there. And I, I have run into a few people, other institutions are like, oh, we need a website. And we got a quote from this firm and it's $10,000. And we're just like, yeah, I mean, I get that. But you could do what you're, what you're talking about. You need like two pages and like a contact form. Like you don't need to to chunk, to chunk that much money at it. Well, we learned that the, uh, the safe way. <laughs> yeah. <Hopefully. laughs> uh, oh man, that could have been a real big mistake. So are both of you from Oklahoma? No, we're not. I actually am. And our whole storyline is that he convinced me to stay here because I wanted to get out. So my best marketing was to get her to stick around. Uh, yeah, I'm actually from out West. I've only lived here for about two years now. Oh, really? I wish you're wearing a Pals Books t-shirt. Yeah, I am. I'm not from that far west. Uh, I'm actually from Salt Lake City, okay. uh, the other weird state yeah, in America. <laughs> so, weird state. Yeah, and I moved here, and I always got this same question from people, why did you move here? Oh, yeah, that's all. Clearly, you have family here, and you just came home. You well, retired. I really don't, though. I mean, I'm still figuring out why I'm here, but I saw a lot of potential in the urban core of Oklahoma City. And I saw the arts and I saw the diversity and I saw this really cool underbelly of fun stuff happening once you get through the suburbs mm-hmm. into the metro area. And 
and I just really fell in love with it. And I got tired of people always asking me, why did you move here? I'm thinking, well, you're, you live here. You ought to be repping the brand more than me. I just showed up. Like you need, you need to be the, the hospitality wing of Oklahoma city. That's right. Bringing more people in. And there are definitely a lot of people doing that. But at the time that I moved here, I just, I guess I just found that pocket of people that were really down on Oklahoma city. Well, for, for those of us who grew up here, we kind of became jaded because for the longest time there was nothing to do. Yeah. And that just kind of was permanently etched in our minds. And so as things started to change, it kind of took a while for some of us to, you know, turn around and realize there were cool things happening. Exactly. I used to always say that I'm about five years too early for this city to be cool. And then all of a sudden in the last year, two years, it just started blowing up oh. and everything. There's always somewhere to be. And there's always somebody to be with and have fun and do things in the city. And I used to think that that wasn't accessible at all outside of Oklahoma City is where I needed to go to get that. I needed yep. to go to a bigger city. I need to go to San Francisco. I have all these dreams of going somewhere else. And the reality was I could stay here and participate here and actually be active. Right. right. And you could actually be part of this kind of new growing identity, right. you know, as opposed to trying to enmesh yourself in something that's been there forever. You could be part of something that's new. Exactly. You can't, there's, there's no handholds. If you were to just move somewhere that's developed, you can't move to Los Angeles and find an opportunity to plug in right. like you could right. in Oklahoma city. And for me, that was really attractive that I don't have a million dollars. I can't just go attach myself to this culture that's already developed mm-hmm. and established, but in Oklahoma city, and I think a lot of it too is the friendliness of the people here. There's a willingness to let others participate and share in what's happening. And there's not the um, the walls, the barriers right. of entry that I've found in a lot of other big cities. And it's very attractive and it I, I'm here. I'm here and I bought a house because I'm I'm sold. Like I'm, I'm a believer. Yeah, right yeah I mean, awesome. that very much mirrors, I think what, how like we started doing this. Completely. Like Aaron was saying, you know, I've lived here my whole life. I grew, grew up here. And for the longest time, I watched so many people. Oh, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to where? I'm going to Texas. I'm going to, okay, fine, go. And rightfully so, there wasn't a lot going on here that was interesting. But it really was, and I think you nailed it, like two years almost, it seems like, there was just this sudden shift. Like, I don't know if all of a sudden the right people came of age and had means and decided to start getting out there but it it energized and it's so easy i mean that was one of our first sort of things as we realized as we were going to these new cool things the pump the faster halls the whatever to just walk up and talk to this person because that person that's working there has also been in oklahoma city the last 10 years and mm-hmm. they're just as excited right. that they're a part of that cool thing that yeah then the first thing is like yes this is a cool thing look how cool it is i want to show you all this cool stuff that we do and i want to hear you need to meet the guy this is the guy that owns it and this is the guy that runs it and this is this is my friend who just came to start working here. And well, remember when Fassler Hall opened, we had walked by there and we looked in and thought, I didn't think it was opening until tomorrow. And we just walked in and right. the person at the shoe counter was like, actually, no, it's just a soft opening tonight. It's invite only, but go ahead stay, go get some beers. There's free beers over there. And we walked around and introduced ourselves to everybody and just hung out. That. That's the most amazing thing about this city is you can just walk up to anybody and talk to them and then you find out about how they're making an impact in the city and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I just talked to the owner of Fasser Hall. I just talked to the owner of the built like the Tower Theater and the person that's renovating all the mm-hmm. things that are happening. And it's amazing to be yeah. able to have those I mean, the whole reason that we're sitting in this space right now is through those things is I went somewhere and, oh, all of a sudden I'm talking to this guy and three months later... He's buying the Tower Theater. I'm like, hey, you're the guy I talk to in the coffee shop every morning. Like, oh, wow. What? You have space available? Hmm. Let's let's talk about this, you know, and let's let's go further. And that, that has led to so many of the things that we've been involved in that I do and that we I mean, we're working with a number of different local businesses now outside of podcasting to do other stuff and just be a part of what's going on. Like, oh, here, there's a need right down the street. There's a company that needs something that we do. Let's go knock on their door and say, hey, we do that. Don't you want us to help you? Yes, please help us. And it's just that easy. Like you don't have to. It's like the the energy of anything that you get yourself involved in or dedicate yourself to brings in more people. It attracts more people. And so you kind of start building a network of people that you can go to if you have ideas or 
something that you want to experiment with and everybody's open to helping you. Exactly. So it's almost like nothing is off limits. I've totally experienced that. And I know that we have because we don't, we don't have anything, especially when we started, we don't, we don't have much to offer. And now we have a, a tiny bit of social media presence, but right. a, a year ago when we started or a little more than a year, we didn't have anything. So really it was built on the kindness of strangers to just throw us a bone, give us a conversation point, a talking point and anything that we could run with. And we're still pushing that, you know, further along down the road and it's, you know, building slowly, but the relational aspect of this city is like nowhere I've ever been before. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's the best part of Oklahoma city. Well, I noticed I was reading the about section and I think you had made a comment, Chelsea, that you lived in the suburbs but moving into like the downtown area or what we call the bubble or the urban core, mm-hmm. it's a completely different experience. So that's what I was thinking when I read that. If I were to move, you know, out to Edmond or, um, you know, any of the suburbs, I think I would go through like withdrawals, <laughs> you know, I would just get really bored really fast. It's a totally different experience living in the middle of it. And it's amazing. It is. I don't want to sound oppositional and, and anybody that lives in the suburbs and you love no, it, keep loving it. That's great. But the suburban Oklahoma city experience and the Metro Oklahoma city experience are two very different Night experiences. Yeah. They're oh, not the same. It blows my mind still like it, it shouldn't, but like I get these occasional texts from my family. They live in more and other other suburbs and it's like oh we're gonna be in downtown for lunch where should we go and i'm like i sometimes have trouble thinking because i i've been to so many places all the time i was like i don't know where would be good to go there's like a hundred places <laughs> from their perspective they don't know any of them right like, how do you how do you not know that's why i start one? asking questions what do you want to eat you want pizza you want burgers yeah. you want something unique you want thai so, what do you so want what i've started doing is just like that is sort of like i'll throw out a really great sort of like Asian food place or a burger place. It's like, okay, you can go to Tamashi or Tucker's or, you know, this or that or whatever and give them just like eight options and then let them just sort of <laughs> and it's spin all that wheel. Local. Mm-hmm. All local. Yeah. You have so yeah. many options and they're all just right here and they're people you know and that you've met yeah, and that you've totally. seen. It's amazing. There was a, do you guys watch South Park at all? I'm a little behind because we don't have cable, but okay. I, I respect the art. Did you see, or, so last season, um, one of the running gags through the whole thing was in South Park. They had these districts that were developing. So they had like soda sopa. Um, I saw today there's an article that they're, the, the newest district in Oklahoma City has launched. Did you guys see this? Uh, the the north north on May Avenue or Noma? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god! I saw it. I was like, that's soda sopa. <laughs> Wait, they're turning North May Avenue. That's north, like my one of my least favorite yeah, areas. Yeah, north. City. So it's just like, give um, them five years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm biased because of, I used to work up there, and it's well, yeah. a nightmare. But well, this is like I think it's May Avenue from um, North Park Mall up to like Memorial. Oh, wow. so all those local businesses on that stretch of May. yeah, there actually are quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So that is now, and they kicked it off, I think, in the parking lot of North Park Mall uh, with food trucks. Yeah, live music. Live live music. (laughs) I have no comment. (laughs) Are you guys throwing an event? What are you going to have? There's going to be music, food trucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's a running gag. I mean, the city had to, we just had, that. that's a thing that happened. You all know that. But it's cool, but it's, everybody's still jumping onto that idea where it's getting more community involvement. And so uh, that's awesome that they're doing that. Um, and that's just another little section of town that, you know, will yeah, and, thrive because of it. And to start a district, it is a little bit of a gimmick. Like you it have is. to start <clears throat> with something that's contrived, but that's what happened everywhere else. Sure. It was mm-hmm. just a hundred years ago. Somebody right. got together with somebody else and said, let's brand this strip of our town whether it was official or unofficial, it became branded over time right. and it built roots, it built tradition, mm-hmm. it built culture, it built its own underbelly of hot gossip and tawdry tales. <laughs> and whether it was started officially or not, like give these districts 20 years and let them continue to put roots down and let's see what happens. It's going to be great. No, I mean, I think the, va- the value <clears throat> of the district is that exactly because we're benefiting from that today because like you're saying some multiple decades ago somebody decided to say hey this is we're gonna call this paseo right. and it's gonna be artsy i think steve lackmeyer 
did all of that, right? Yes. <laughs> he started all. He he did. He he walked around. He's the our suit. patron saint. So he walked around the city. Oh my God. All, all glory patron and praise. Saint Blackmire. To, yeah. He walked around the city and and he, as he walked up. The, the main street of Paseo. He blesses like, everything and this as shall, he walks through it. From this day forth shall be known as the Paseo. Yep. And it will he be did that. He did that. Uh, I know he did. I have faith that he did. You know, and and that makes back, it true. Back in those days, we hear stories of that good. part of town just being, you know, don't ever go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little rough. But yeah. now it's like, oh, that's where all the artists go and live and play and work. And it's not the only place. There are many, many, many well, even 23rd Street. I used to drive down 23rd Street and be like, I cannot roll down my windows. I cannot uh. unlock my doors. I got to <laughs> right. get there and that's where I got to be. fast, yeah, head down, yes. don't look. I mean, oh, did I just hit somebody? I don't care. Keep going. Like, and now we just walk up and down. Busiest thoroughfares in the city. I mean, there's sometimes during the day where it's just, it seems like a street in New York City or something. Oh, man. You know? I walked out it's on insane. the sidewalk at like 11.58 this, today, like mm. lunchtime. And the oh, yeah, you don't go to lunch rush, on yeah. the rush of cars. Yeah. That, it was coming like a like I saw it like a wave. Like there was <laughs> nothing to the west, and coming east was just end to end traffic just coming. And I was like, oh my god, that's the lunch rush from the capital, mm-hmm. or you know the health sciences area or whatever. And then, then all of a sudden, every drive through is backed out to the street, and it was gridlock. Yeah, it's great though. Well, but then you I got think, the five o'clock Byron's gridlock, yeah, yeah. which is <laughs> that's a whole other thing. And last week, uh, that turned into somebody knocking the gas meter off of the Carl's Jr. and almost causing a major wow. catastrophe. That is just serious? that is just yes. part of the charm of living in Uptown, <laughs> and that and we love that when you the Taco Bell has to, to close because of a gas leak. Yes. you can't buy that kind of joke. Right. I was, was so disappointed. I went through there that day too. I was like, "Are you kidding?" And me? Then something needs to be done about that Carl's Jr. anyway because it's just a disaster all the time. I have no comment. I demand a new bueno. <laughs> and also, the, yes. the, this Arby's over here on Twenty Third. I don't know if anybody. I like Arby's. I go but I didn't want to know is we just referenced local stuff and now we're talking but, about, yeah. about you can, you can, you can edit a, this later right it was just an interesting thing to think about because a, a few days prior to this I had experienced what is the lunch rush on 23rd and I had gone to the drive-thru a couple of times at Arby's in the evening and like the building was closed down I was like what is going on here and then the next day I went there for lunch and drove through like sure enough this Arby's now closed on 23rd street in Oklahoma City this Arby's closes at 5 p.m. Really? Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was unbelievably wow. odd. It's like, are, do they really not do any business it's a in the evening? lunchtime only Arby's. So wow. it really is like a it's just lunchtime only Arby's. I honestly can't even picture where that Arby's is. <laughs> it's next to Mutt's. It's across the street from the funeral home. <laughs> Conveniently. I, that's amazing. It must have like one of those science fiction like perception filters on yeah. it because I honestly can't tell you, you the last You see what you want to see, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to see roast beef, so I see it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I speed past it on my way to Che. That's my only frame of reference. Good save. Not that I frequent it all that often, but you know, it is part of it is part here's, of Twenty Third Street. Here's the next thing that needs to happen: is we need a group of people to start opening up localized versions of these chain restaurants <laughs> yeah. right next to them. So let's get a local Taco Bell, local concept, Taco Bell, a local <laughs> Arby's concept. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of Tucker's a little bit. Well, then you've got the tacos, maybe you've got Big Truck. I mean, I feel like it's already happening. Yeah, they might already be doing this. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe you that's just what they their big, their big Okay, reveal. but there's no place like Arby's. So we need somebody yeah, to need make, a, to create this sort of, you know, internet, meat like Internet, sandwich. someone wants a local Arby's. <laughs> we want. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Locally sourced. <laughs> <laughs> We want we want the highly processed, uh, <laughs> congealed, then cooked again and sliced thinly. Oh, that's making me hungry. <laughs> With the fake cheese on With it. With the fake yeah. cheese. Rico's. Well, French dip from Arby's is amazing. <laughs> okay. Dead silence. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be shitty, but I haven't eaten at a chain in really like... 10 years. Like that's I, great. I, that's awesome. I saw like, I went through a real summer of like Supersize Me and Food Inc. and all those good oh, Netflix sure. documentaries. And then just kind of like moved my diet elsewhere. Yeah. Not like I'm a model of good food. I'm not. I'm just saying like I really moved it away from the big chains and and it's been uh, it's been great. And you've kept with it. 
Because well, I did that too. In, I, remember, in Oklahoma I fell City, in love with those books and that movie, and I moved away from it, and then I kind of gradually went back. The only thing fell the, into old habits that the chains don't do, and this is not, <clears throat> or that the chains do that the locals don't, is those late night options. There's so Chain. few of those. The bad choices. The Chay. bad choices. And your pump wants to work on Chay. that. Chay does late night until what is it? They um, they shut it down around midnight. But Waffle their, um, Waffle their new option, which we have a little bit of gossip on that, if you're interested, yes. <laughs> um, their new shop that'll be in the uh, the same building as as you all yeah. will be okay, open so be after here. the bars, okay. right? So yeah, yeah. and that will be named Urban. Nice. That's the big. Okay, that's, the yeah. that. that's so cool. That is that should be coming cool. along yeah, soon, and they'll be open late. Well, there's going to be. I'll, this I'll new, let you know when they start construction. Yeah, there's going to be a new donut shop in Paseo. So uh, Walker and 28th, where you take that left turn to go up to Sash, there's kind of that parking lot where you can tell an old gas station had been there on, yeah. on the south side of Paseo. And they're going to put in a Mexican restaurant, but one part of that building is going to be a local donut shop. And it's going to be open, from what I've heard, from midnight to noon. Yes. Nice. So, nice. So if you're sitting on your porch or sitting you know, around here and you're drunk, you're going to... Oh, so you know, at midnight we're going to start smelling the smell yeah, of donuts. Yeah, so we'll be sitting on the porch like... Laying on the trampoline in the backyard. Uh, so when all those Paseo hippies are coming down from their acid Time to eat the donuts. In the morning, <laughs> five in the morning, they go get some donuts. Okay. Go get your donuts. I can go shuffling into the donut shop in the morning in well, my pajamas that. and slippers. I have a piece of gossip, and I don't know if this is true, so I'm not even going to name names. It'll be pretty obvious that there's going to be a late night extension of a very popular place in the plaza coming soon. Ooh. You mean like Empire? That sounds good. I'm not at, not <laughs> going to name any names. Well, you know, Ian and Haley at the pump want to do a late night, <clears throat> the Airstream trailer. Mm -hmm. They want to do that to like two. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they still have that as an option right now. Well, they're working on the bunker. Right, club, yeah, so they've got other priority things going anymore. on. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to go to Arby's. I guess that's... No, the, you don't have to go to Arby's. But especially once after 5 o'clock because they're steam, closed. steam bun pork belly. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Until yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning here, I'll be fine. Yeah, when Urban opens, uh, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, that's game but over Imagine right beside that, there's a 24-hour diner in oh, there. I, I mean, know. that would be amazing. Yeah, there's not going to be a 24-hour diner. I know, but I like to... I like to pretend. You're really a man never can dream. Have to leave this building, right? Well, yeah, that's right? kind of that, that, was, that was the hope. That was yeah. the hope. Yeah. Like I would, I would love to be able to just not ever have to leave my neighborhood. You know, that's kind of. I what would I'm love like. a really great diner up here. Right, yes. we need a diner. Diners are popping up though. We've got Sunnyside. Yes, which is this is true. Yeah. yeah, hatch opens in a couple. Yeah. When does this yeah. air? It it might be open by the time this airs. This uh, they open on air, October 3rd. This might air Monday. Yeah, this yeah. will air. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Hatch yeah. will be open October 3rd <laughs> in Auburnville right. Alley. Uh, Nick's Diner is getting close. Oh, yeah. That is one I forgot the crowd appeal. Yes. Yes. the little cheers lounge downstairs in the See? basement. That'll you be got, awesome. You got things. So one of the last times that I went to Nick's Diner, um, one of the experiences of going to Nick's, because a lot of people don't want to wait in the line, but... You hang out with Nick while he makes the burger, and he oh, talks totally. to everybody. Yeah, and that was when he was developing the idea of the diner that's about to open, oh, and wow. he was asking everybody at the counter their opinion on what the name should be. Should it be Nick's Diner? Should it be Nick's Diner and Grill? And just what did he go with? Um, I think it's Nick's just, Grill. Is it Nick's yeah. Grill? No, is oh, that the I name? Can't I don't know. It's on the sign. If you drive through, it is. Or is, it Nick's is it on the or sign? Is it just Nick? It's right across from the garage. No, it's out. It's out. You can see it. They're hiring. Grill. It's oh, close. Nice. Yeah. The best part of going there for a burger, though, is watching him work the room. Right. The the burger is great, but watching him work the room and keep track of all your orders, that's my favorite part. And the, and yeah. the other guy who looks like a member of Millie Vanilli. Yeah, no, he he is. He was. Is he the other guy? Well, is he the is he the surviving member of the guy? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's in, he's intense, and they never stop moving. Like they're just constant. They're like hummingbirds at a grill. What I love is it's like right across the street from the garage, so like yeah. literally you have two awesome yeah. burger joints literally across the street. Sometimes from each other. I want a burger after I've had a great burger, right? And like, now I can't. What yeah. do we do now that we're done eating the next? Well, we go over to the garage. See, the garage has beer, and they have the game on, mm -hmm. so I feel like there's some, some there synergy I have a there. feeling Nick will have the game on. Yeah, that's You know, that, that little tiny restaurant, there's two big screen TVs in it, and they're precariously perched up in the corners of the, of the ceiling. Kind of like and the, the AC in his yeah. car that he has is right there. Mm -hmm. in the yeah. that, is a, that is an intimate place to eat a 
big ass burger. Yeah, I usually just put my face down. I try not to make eye contact with anyone else because what I'm gonna it's do to that burger, right. I'm not proud of. Right. You've got you've got one napkin no for shame. wiping your mouth and one napkin for wiping the sweat off your forehead. Yeah, yeah, and then you just go home and you don't talk to anyone for right. the rest of the day. Turn off the lights. The last two times I ate there, I actually took a, a vacation day at work. Yeah. And then just kind of slept in and then went and got in line at 11 and then ate and then went home and laid on the couch until it digested. And I've actually only been there once. I don't think you need to go more than once. <laughs> you don't once need to. It twice. <clears throat> once and not like I remember leading up to it, I kept trying to go and fitting it into work breaks and stuff like that. And it's like you get there and of course the line is down into the neighborhood somewhere. And and then one day I was like, I cleared it out and I had the time and I went. And then once, it, once I satisfied that, it was gone. It was like. Okay, I've done that. I'm I've good. done that. I should go back because it's freaking fantastic. But. All right, any more gossip? Uh, yeah, do you want to do the <clears throat> next one? And it doesn't have to be true. I mean, just things you've heard. <laughs> well, we know Rumors. that Joe's Pond is not going to be a Starbucks. Wait, what's okay. that? No, Jones those guys wouldn't do that. <laughs> Jones Pod. Do that. You know, the Goodwill at 23rd and Walker, somebody had said, was going to be a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. So I don't know who's starting the Starbucks rumors. <laughs> well, I'm, we're here to squash the rumors. Joe's we not. can't we'll divulge what the Joe's Pond on 23rd will be. What we can say is that it won't be a Starbucks, which if you live along 23rd and you respect the wacky culture of our neighborhood, I think you can get on board with the fact that at least it's not going to be a corporate chain. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit of gossip. Uh, also, uh, anybody a fan of Bricktown? I don't know that any you, locals you go there. Uh, I actually am yeah. there every day. I don't week. shit on it as much as I used to. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of uh, warming up to it. There's some things that I, some I have some ideas of some things I would like to do down there. So what if there were something down there that made people in Oklahoma City actually want to go down there because I think that's going to happen there's going to be and this is I mean obviously it's a ways away but the plan right now is for a pop-up bar just tacky Christmas themed pop-up bar just during the holidays in the old Captain Norm space right around the canal that's interesting I've heard some rumors about that space that that wouldn't jive with unless the people doing the pop-up bar are this rumor that I've heard. But you're it's speaking. the same group that is, will have future plans for that space. Oh, okay. They're just going to blow it's it up. They've got a friend in New York City that did the right. same thing last year, and they're just going to get wacky and weird with it. Okay, which that sounds pretty cool. What I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> sounds I like cool. wacky and, and especially weird. knowing the some of the uh, how to say this the what's coming behind that. Yeah. Okay. We're good. talking the same thing. Yeah, we're talking let's about the same thing. We can't let's talk let's about it. Got us up here. Little, microphones uh, on. Yeah. Hold come on. Gonna, you guys say before Lagmire We're going to We're going to pause the recording for a second. We'll talk about it, and then we'll come back. Okay, pause. Isn't that so cool? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, well, I just drank two beers, and you saying pause made me suddenly have to pee. So we had... The Vanessa House guys on, and we just drank our first Vanessa House beer. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, thanks guys for. I'm actually still, the drink, still drinking. Still drinking. Well, I just went over and just guzzled an Earl Burroughs too. Both good beers. Yeah, so getting to enjoy Great local the beers. Vanessa House. Vanessa yeah. House's party, I guess, will have already happened once this episode. Oh. Well, I don't know. It's no. September 30th. September 30th is the party. Hall. Yeah. They're doing a launch party. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, Shane I'm wants operating us to go. way too far ahead in time. Well, yeah. there's a lot of sci-fi with time that I don't understand, so I'll just leave it to you guys. But yeah, oh, uh, we can have a quantum physics discussion. That's what want. I'm afraid of. That's, That's my greatest of. fear. <laughs> I, I can't hang. Have you heard I our can't hang. Have, you, have you heard our lost episode? Did you get a hold of that? Somehow? I don't think <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah, it's actually going to be like permanently in the bunker club encased yeah. in a device that will be buried in the bunker club's bunker fittingly okay. that's very funny. all right oh so yeah september 30th slaughter's hall Vanessa yes. house beer is launching their 401k cream ale uh slaughter's hall is doing a deal where any every sandwich you buy they'll donate a dollar to the susan Komen nice. cancer yeah. foundation I, I don't have that uh name correct i'm sure susan g Komen. Susan thank you Komen thank you i knew i was missing an initial yep. that was important to her and to the people who care about that sort of thing like me but yeah that's going to be really fun we have been really surprised by just how warm those guys are yeah and yeah. we were talking about before we turned on the mics but 
they've been working so hard yeah. to get their beer to market. Yeah. The other day, even though they've made the Facebook event, like um, Andrew sent me a text message and he was like, I just wanted to personally invite you guys to, to come out to this event because we know that, you know, you're supportive and we had them on the show and, you know, we're always wanting to do what we can to help them. So. You know, it's Evan's yeah. dad who got us into the 48 hour film thing and he was mm-hmm. hounding me the other day. You better be there. You better nice. be there. He I thinks just, we're going to tear the place down. In 10 years, I just want the entire Metro to be one tightly knit web of connection. Absolutely. Where everybody so knows everybody. That's, that's, that's our game. Sort of, sort of you've, been, you've been kind of forming your own connections. Um, I remember when you started forming connections and kind of set up with the intention to do it. Um, and we started going out and doing things, the three of us together, as the Wafty Show and meeting people um, and making connections and I continuously found myself introducing a new friend I had just made to another new friend I had just made and them going, yeah, we've been friends for like 20 years, so thanks for introducing us. <laughs> yes. like, well, I had no idea. And it just seems like that continues to happen the more that I meet people is we're getting connected into a web that has really already been formed pretty tight-knit. Yeah, I think small-town folks are probably way ahead of us on this, but really the Metro of OKC is kind of like a small town dropped into a, a bigger city because the people in the core like the core and mm-hmm. they're here and, and they're putting roots down often. and we don't leave it. And so really we're not that different from a lot of these small towns sure. outside, you know, in Oklahoma. Uh, we just maybe have better bars and restaurants although yeah. they debate that which is which is fair as i mean there should. are some great bars and restaurants out in small towns let me ruin but i'm afraid of small can towns you name there's, one? Usually, there's usually the only like one though. i can't you know well like uh out in luther I've, i think it's called Van, it might be called vanessa's diner or something like that well and, out and in it's in like really the only place to to there at all but it's also really good yeah. Like, it was really fantastic. Like, I'm born and raised in Shawnee, and if you asked me where you should go hang out in Shawnee, I'd be Hamburger like, Hamburger King. Don't. You go to <laughs> Hamburger King on Main Street. Well, you're biased a little bit. Though. I am biased a little bit. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, speaking of leaving the, or going somewhere outside of the bubble, I have a favor I was going to do for a friend and plug something. Um, on October 5th in Norman at the Norman Public Library West, um, I have a, a good friend named Tim Newmark from Baltimore. He's a, a professional piano concert player. He composes his own music. And him and two other uh, well-known uh, concert pianists, Doug Hammer and Philip Wesley, uh, they're actually on like a huge U.S. tour. They're playing all over the United States. And they're making a stop in Norman. Um, so it's a free piano concert. So all three of them will get up and I think do like a, probably 45 minutes each and play their own compositions. And uh, I think that's at 6.30. So Norman West Public Library. I wanted to give a shout out to Tim. And uh, if that's something you're interested in, go check it out. There you go. There you yep. Go. That's one of the, uh, the things about, as told by OKC, while there are great things happening all over the metro, Edmond, Norman areas around, we really have decided from the very beginning to just stay focused on the urban, right. the, the urban core, the metro, the bubble, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Not because the suburbs are bad, just because this is where we live. And exactly. we're putting our roots down here and our connections are, are growing here. Uh, our walkability is here mm-hmm. and, right. and all of that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, I've lived here for two years. I just stopped in Norman two days ago to eat, <laughs> For the first Chick- time ever. to eat at Chick-fil-A and <laughs> we got it to go. So I, that, I don't that even, I don't experience. know what Norman's like. Yeah. I can't even tell you. Wait, that's a chain. <laughs> yeah, that is a chain. Oh, 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 I oh I'm under no obligation to support busted. local in Norman. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, Fair. So, what is that like the like the different zip code rule? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I got that, that's very similar again. To, uh, I mean, we got some some people chimed in when we first started this that were like, "Hey, you should come out to Yukon and do this," or "Hey, you should talk about this thing and whatever." And it's like, well, if you read our description, it's like we're we're talking about the things that we encounter. Yeah. Like we did so go if, check out Herd on Herd. See once. the Herd on Herd folks really. I mean yeah, that that yeah. Edmund crowd really wants you to come up there. Yeah, yeah. And I well, don't get it. And they've, they've gotten us up there, and they were inspired by 
H and Eighth, right? We love those folks. They're they're good people. We had fun at the one we went to. Yeah. We did some live, well, and live you know, feed and, from there. To their, so to their sort of uh, credit, they're now coming here. I mean, they're yes. they realize they're investing in Oklahoma City. So I mean, they're moving into oh. the old Swanson's building. They're opening a branch in there. So this is nice. nice. And Very so cool. they're they're they want to be a part of what's going on in here, but they also want to connect and tie back to Edmonds. So, so you're still telling one of my me, favorite you're things. Telling they, me the suburbs like to come into the city. So we had right. Jill and Ann on the show, and yeah. Jill said we want some of that urban grit yeah. up there in Edmonds. Grit. Urban, urban, urban grit. grit. That's yeah. what Edmonds calls grit. it. Okay, if you feel like something kind of if you feel something kind of like crunchy in your teeth, that's just that's just the urban grit. No, it's just my man <laughs> bun, and I haven't shaved in three <laughs> days. Bun. Yeah. I think that's the thing about suburbs, though. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. Right. I know what that's like, is you, as a part of the suburbs, are very interchangeable. Like, you can go to Edmond, you can go to Norman, you can go to Shawnee, you can go wherever right. and yeah. find similar things in those places. You sure can. But Oklahoma City is where the unique mm-hmm. feature is. That's where it's starting, and that's where all right. the things are coming up for the first time. And so you're very, you're a part of it. You can be a part of it here. Whereas you're just kind of floating by if you're in the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, literally right here where we are, there's no Walmart Supercenter. There's no Target. There's no Starbucks. There there aren't those things that you might normally see in those, you know, ubiquitous strip malls that they're exactly the same here or in Indiana or in, you know, Ohio. It's all the same. Except that whole Walgreens CVS thing. We do have that. Oh, that's true. We do have that. <laughs> so yeah. once we started visiting all of the different districts, and learning that all of them are unique, all of them are different, they're not cookie cutter, they're not all the same thing. And just loving each one of them for what they are, over time, I've developed favorites. Do you have any uh, of them that you were partial to? Like if you go out, you're like, I really want to go to this district. It's the one I that mean, I just am the most comfortable in. I would say it's pretty obvious our favorite is Uptown 23rd. This ah, okay. yeah. We do. <laughs> we we live in Jefferson Park, and so Uptown is our is our turf. There you go. And we uh, we love it. And and honestly, we have a great relationship. Uh, Christina, the director of Uptown, is a wonderful human being. That she is. I I'm always really glad to see her and spend time with her. We actually are on the board for Uptown Uncorked, which is the, the um, yearly fundraiser. And so we we're trying to to give back. And I know I've seen you guys before at mm-hmm. neighborhood cleanups and stuff. Yes, um, those are not as popular. No, they're um, not. But we're working on that. <laughs> I have maybe been if too we busy had to do it this like year, but a, last year my daughter and I volunteered a lot for the farmers market. Yeah, I've done that in the past as well. Um, so we we really do love Uptown, and I think we have the best relationship with Uptown because we've really worked hard to to establish that. We don't have a bad relationship with any district, but we definitely have a few that don't return our calls yet <laughs> or retweet our tweets. Yeah, but we're working on it, you know. We Call love them. Them. I dare you. I'll go talk to him. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, that's the other that's the other thing about asked by OKC. We decided from the beginning that there's probably enough local and national outlets that can be snarky and be negative and I'm very good at both of those, but that's not what we wanted to build our reputation on. Right. And so we really try very hard to keep it positive, to keep it upbeat. Yeah. We'll leave all and that to the last ogle. You know, we intentionally sat down one time and forced ourselves to have a critical episode. I wouldn't call it negative, but we tried to we pulled some give news. some critical opinions of stuff rather than just constant cheerleading, which is really what we want to do is cheerlead, but we're like, well, exactly. you know, sometimes you can have critical feedback. So, yeah. And but I, we had to focus on it. I to think really maybe we would keep that private, you know, if, if somebody ever did want that. I'm not afraid of giving good feedback. I just feel like it, and you see it sometimes on Twitter, it never, when you're not involved and you're just seeing it happen, it there are no winners. It no. just doesn't look good and it doesn't reflect well on the brand whatever it is. And so, and we do enough social media strategy that we kind of decided this won't go well for us. And and if you have a huge following and huge reputation, I think maybe you've earned the right to, to say those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but to be the minnows, uh, who are just barely establishing themselves in the city, that didn't feel like a posture that we could, could really own. Yeah. And it's a momentum thing a little bit too, I think like you, 
I see the momentum of what happening in Automobile Alley right now because you've got the awesome stuff happening on 9th Street. And when people mm -hmm. in 9th Street support the things that are happening in 9th Street and then Automobile Alley all comes up, it's that phrase that a rising tide raises all ships. <laughs> like that's exactly times. what it's like. So it's really easy to be that cheerleader because you want that success and you're invested in that success in the city and you want to see more of it happen and more of it grow. Absolutely. Well, that was definitely what I was getting at. It's like, let's call out these districts that aren't calling you back because, hey, you guys need to support what As Told By is doing. They're doing good stuff. We but. would love that. <laughs> and we hope that we earn that right from, from all the districts. Uh, and honestly, like a lot of it is is just because people are busy. Totally. And people have a lot going on. And we get that. We have a lot going on, too. And and we have lives separate from this. And, and so we get it. We're just going to keep fighting and keep pushing. And and I, I don't know about you, but I, I like that posture of being the underdog. Yeah. And I resonate with that. And so I'm very comfortable in that space. And that's probably where I would I would create that space even if I weren't really there. So I'm OK with that. I don't we think you're going to be though. the underdog for very long. I think, be okay. I think you'll see that change. Because when we first started doing the podcast, you know, I was surprised when we had like, we could prove like 100 people listen to us. And then eventually I would run into people who would give me feedback on the show and tell me that they're listening to us now. And just the idea that what if we could have more than one podcast? And now we have four podcasts running. So it didn't take very long to go from being the underdog to being a part of the community. That's very cool. So I don't, as long as you keep doing it and calling out people who don't retweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not taking hey, the bait. You guys want to hear an update about the chicanes on Western? You know about yes. these, right? Oh, so yeah. I've every time definitely I drive not almost hit those <laughs> ever. So the idea right now is that they're, they were going to put up these signs. So people would maybe not as frequently hit the chicanes. So they put these two signs up on the furthest one south. And for some reason, they're like extremely tall. They were like seven feet tall. And the only thing reason we could figure is maybe like because of clearance, since it's right in the middle. And the signs had been up literally like 10 hours. And somebody made like a like a short left turn, I think, off of 42nd and took one of them out. Oh, <laughs> and then wow. just oh, I oh saw God. one like, on the ground had been bent yeah, over, but I didn't it know had the backstory. It had not even been there for like 12 hours before it got took out. <laughs> so we haven't done an episode yet about a lot of our experiences in the production of our 48-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. But we had to do some pickup shots on the Sunday when it was due. And we filmed at the Chicane right there in front of A Date with Iris. And we started filming at about 11 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And we had to film the scene where the Uber driver crashed his car under the chicane. And so we had the car up on the chicane, and we have a cone underneath it. And it, like noon hits. It and looked the, like a crash. It, and it the, the church is let out. And we were trying to film our main actors running away from the car. And so I kept standing in the middle of Western just stopping traffic. Wow. Like, what, what are they going to do? So it, just stopping everyone, and then I let them go, and people would just give me dirty looks as they drove by real slow. And I don't know, we did like 12 takes of her running and just kept doing that over and over again. And one of the last times we did it, a car pulled up right beside me, and this old guy rolled his window down, and he looked at me, because I'm standing beside the car that we have crashed, in quotes, on the chicane, and he goes, same thing happened to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Real slow. We're like, this is totally fake. We staged this for a film. That's awesome. Yeah, there's there's nobody who likes those things. They'll take them out eventually because they won't paint them. So well, if you notice, they're just completely covered in tire right. tread well, marks. Heard, though, and, the rumor has it that there's going to be a lot of really beautiful greenery. There will. There, it's not done so. yet. So I think once everything is completed, then they're going to wait and see. But they want to wait till everything's finished. I think the lesson that's been learned here is that those should have been the last thing mm -hmm. installed in the streetscape once all of the power, lighting, mm -hmm. and greenery was done. Because those signs are all supposed to be really well lit and all that stuff, which probably hasn't been done yet. Right. So the sign was installed and it was dark. Because I was driving there the other day and at night, and that north one, I it comes at it you. It wasn't until yeah. I went to myself, wait, where is the chicane? Oh, it's right there. Like, <laughs> I was almost on top of it, and I only missed it because I actively thought, I was like, wait a minute, I know there's, I know one, there's here one here somewhere, but I could not. But like, it's working. That's what they want you to do. Like, I would rather just have speed bumps because when you go around those chicanes, when they, when I come up on them, I kind of you swerve around them. 
Yeah. There's a, we could get some people in here and talk all kinds of different things about pedestrian uh, traffic and different well, streets. Where did the word chicane come from? It didn't make me it's notice so that people really do fly down west, that part of Western. I'm like, there's, there's like houses right here and you're doing 60 down Western. Like, what the hell are you doing? I just noticed today on 23rd, because, you know, they changed the street uh, speed limit to 25 on 23rd mm -hmm. a couple months ago or whatever. And there's a parking spots right out here out front. And then for all the whole time, there's been a sign there. It was like, you know, two-hour parking, whatever. And I noticed today that had been replaced with another 24-hour speed limit sign or 25-mile-an-hour 20. speed limit sign. And almost at the same time that I noticed that, this car was just zooming mm -hmm. down, weaving in and out of traffic. It had to be going like 40 or 45 miles an hour. And I was just like, well, it's still not working. Like, <laughs> Raise your hand if you've gotten a speeding ticket in front of OCU. Have not. Really? Um, Man, they no, nail people those. there all the time. We're on Broadway. I've blown out two tires in front of OCU. You do blow out you a tire. I blow out all kinds of things. <laughs> I'm kind of a slow driver. I have a slow car. He's a really slow driver. I'm, a, a slow I'm one of those crazy Western liberals that feels like walkability should be more important than drivability. Are you saying you drive the Honda Fit? I do drive a Honda Fit. What, what color is it? It's silver. Like every other. It's very does it have slow. Does it have tinted windows? Yeah. Like every other. I wave at you every Honda time. Fit. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so another, another friend of ours, Chad Mount, also drives a Honda, uh, a Honda Silver Fit. Silver Honda Fit, yeah. Um, so I've, Rachel's is red. Or the no, ones I, you have, used to I have. have noticed you waving at me, but I'm looking in there and I'm looking for Chad. I'm like, that yeah. guy doesn't look like Chad. It's another so Chad. Not, so I, will, I will add you to my wave agenda because I just basically wave at people. The I'll roll the window down the next time. And <laughs> I just want to go on record right now and say that despite the setbacks and the questionable implementation. I like the chicanes on Western. I kind of did too. I, I <laughs> like, it's Why? cute, it's clever, it's mm -hmm. what a lot of cities are doing to protect pedestrians and totally. bikes and sidewalk cafes and all that kind of stuff. And you just, I like that they went, they went all the way to 10. You know, mm -hmm. they did the whole thing and, and it's going to take some adjustment, but true. that's how totally. you make something really clever I, and cute and make it a destination for a couple on the weekend, a family on a Sunday afternoon. And so, Western doesn't yeah, need they got to do something pretty well, to protect thing. it. You never but forget running into what you're carrying. Yeah, you always it's a once, memory. Once everybody memory. hits them They're once. building memories <laughs> for you guys once you've ripped a, a wheel off your car. <laughs> you can hope that every skid mark that you see on that are unique ones, that it's not the same tire that's hitting that over and over again it might have really been a secret agenda for bex to get everybody right. in there uh, to get their tires because i mean if you do knock out a tire right there you can you just go right into bex you will kind of just curl right in okay you'll okay curl, you'll curl i see how this right conspiracy in. theory works now you're out that is what is happening bex we're on to you jeff and Teresa. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah hey but they do great work they do so. they do great work yeah I started taking my car to them because... I did too. I met him at West Fest. <laughs> somebody closed down Swanson's. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at West Fest last year. My first question was, is this for regular cars? Yeah. <laughs> is this for regular cars? I don't go to a cool place because I have a boring car. And they will do anything. My wife used to drive a Honda Civic and she rammed it right into the back of a pickup and just crushed the, the part of the front of the car where the hood latches on. Just like demolished it. And I just took it to them and said, help. And they, I got it back from him, and it was almost like a Frankenstein car. Like, they welded these new bars inside of it and just rebuilt it so that I could shut the hood. Wow. And they never even said anything. Like, yeah, you're, you need to get a new car. That thing sucks. <laughs> they didn't judge you. No, and they didn't <laughs> judge me. Instead, they just fixed it. That is one of the things that they said when I first went in there. They were like, we know that people come in here to try to keep their, you know, paid for cars running as long as you can. Like, we know why you're coming in here. We totally get it. Like, we don't judge anybody at all come in here and we'll we'll see if we can get you another twenty thousand miles out of your piece i look of forward to the day i can roll dewey in there and just have them yeah. make dewey look like dewey's our the beautiful 1977 chevy, chevy oh. silverado pickup <laughs> in its glory days it needs a new starter or something it needs a new something yeah it needs some tlc it that was the truck that gave us with our first cover photo for our facebook page yeah. the three yeah. of us sitting in tower theater seats Yep. That you got uh, it up town on court in the back right. of the nice. picture. I totally need to get those refurbished. Again they need to here. be in here. Yeah. yeah. They do need to be in They're here. They're sitting in this, in this shop. <laughs> right. Refurbishing. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. There's that first awkward silence. That's not yeah, bad. Well, that's, that's a good time to go to and yeah. say, we're going to wrap no, it up. No, so nice. what I thought during that awkward silence was, where are we going after this? It's Friday night. 
We're doing yeah, a Friday night episode. Mm-hmm. It's only like eight thirty. I have. Why a, are you like, giving a dirty look? I was thinking about going I have home. a long <laughs> day tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I've got to go to a informational meeting to potentially join a board that's forming. You're going to join another board? I'm not on any boards. I'm on committees. <sighs> this is the first board I'm going to join. Let me veto it. Can you do this, that? This is a board. This is an interesting one. I'll try. <laughs> All right. I also, uh, but I did ask, get asked to be joined, or did get asked to join another committee, and it's actually one of the more interesting ones I've ever been asked to join, and I'm totally going to jump on that. And there's a new Rotary coming. Are we going to join that? Uh, there is a new what? Exchange Rotary, Film film Row, uh, Shelly Leverage, and Sherry mm-hmm. Geist are behind wow. that. Sherry Geist loves to start Rotary Clubs. She I'm, uh, I'm recruiting for Uptown Uncorked. I'm looking for a few committee members, so Excellent. if you like hard work These guys don't do beer, committees. They need to get on I don't do committees yeah. because I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, but I'm maybe not some committees. Audience does well if you know if you know somebody. Here's what I am: I'm task oriented. If you can give me tasks to do, are. I will do them. You're on the th- we're on the six twelve Mardi Gras ball committee. Yeah, but you get tasks there. Oh, I want to hear more about that six twelve Mardi Gras ball. Yeah. You guys should join that. I yeah. want to get more involved with six twelve. Okay. All right, then I'm going to put out a call. No. Paul Mays and I have started an edible mushroom club at six twelve, and we're going to meet once a month. It's our Myco Club. Um, there's a base because the the poisonous mushroom club. Uh, yeah, you don't want to join That's the poisonous club. <laughs> it is less popular. Um, we are already we've we've met and we're growing King's Tropharia mushrooms. We're growing uh, oyster mushrooms. We're growing Phoenix mushrooms, and then once they grow, we'll get together once a month and cook them and eat them and nice. learn how to learn how to grow your own edible mushrooms at home. Oh, I love that. I love it's it's going to be fun. So I encourage everyone to check that out. I would love to. I'm I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke. I we love gardening. I love composting. I love you all need kinds to come to of you definitely need to come dorky to things like no. that. Love it. Love we dork it. out on all that. Nice. Are you familiar with Commonwealth Farms? Uh, I'm not. What is it? Um, that is a um, uh, basically subscription veggie service. Oh, um, nice. Out of, what is it, Central Park? Mm-hmm. Up there off of Ollie and... 32nd or something oh, like that. Right. Weren't we supposed to have oh, yeah, Leah Parlier? Uh, um, yeah, Leah and Alan. Um, Book it. Oh, I, I sent them the link. I just haven't heard back from them yet. Um, but you can volunteer and uh, work in the gardens there, and then you can also join their um, weekly veggie delivery service. Oh, so nice. you pay them a monthly fee, and then every week they bring you a fresh bag of veggies, whatever's in season. Oh, I love Very that. Cool. Um, Speaking so of, I'd also like to throw out if we have any fans listening who have something that they do that's unique or want to talk about our fans can be on the show as well just reach out to us we'd love to have anybody yeah, you, be on the show that's doing something you know we had joel mostman on who yeah. was a fan of the show and we don't, uh, we don't typically convey this but you can email us you can obviously get with us on instagram or twitter not instagram social media twitter facebook sorry it's late i've had a long day uh, or email us info at waftyshow.com speaking of which what are uh, your handles all of ours are as told by okc so Twitter, Perfect. Facebook, Instagram, if you do digital strategy like we do, mm-hmm. you start with something Getting consistent. So Did you, you struggle go. to come up with as told by OKC? You know, we were literally sitting in a pool and it just came to me. So that's what we knew. Well, it that's easy. <laughs> and I'm glad because I'm not good at that sort of thing. We struggled for three days and threw out like 5,000 ideas before we settled on a name. And we liked it because it was an acronym and we could get um, get the handles Wafty Show everywhere. Wafty Show is, I like saying Wafty. I don't like saying we apologize for the inconvenience yeah. as much. I do like saying Wafty. Well, yeah. there's wafty there's is. been times where I'll tell people, it's like, yeah, well, there's, you know, we apologize for the inconvenience. We're like, well, what's that? I was like, the podcast. Oh, the Wafty Show. Right. So, oh, yeah, I guess we don't really, I guess that is its name. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. So we have questions for you guys. Okay, you yeah. do. A few minutes. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Then let's not wrap it up. I let's mean, go. for surezies, we want to interview you guys and do a little story and take photos and okay. get cool. get dorky with it. But I'm just curious because I enjoy the podcast as a listener. What's your favorite episode that you guys have done so far? What makes your list? And, you know, I just I, I spent the last few months re-listening to every episode from our first season. And I was writing down some of our favorite ones. Are some of my favorite ones that we did. Um, probably the funniest one is when we played Exploding Kittens. <laughs> Just because fair. of the, the, the unique people that we had on there. Um, we need yeah, to that. That one was really that. fun. We do we need to revisit that. that. And uh, a There's recent, an Exploding Kittens expansion coming in October. Really? So 
Yeah, imploding kittens. We haven't played. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't played Cards Against Humanity yet. No, I felt um, like at the time that was kind of everybody was playing Cards Against yeah, Humanity. It was kind they of still are. But the, the still most are. the most unique, entertaining episode that I never thought we would have done happened almost spontaneously during the Blues Festival. We had a local blues man named Little oh, Joe McLaren on, and this guy was. Oh. He was an anomaly. It was like he got in a time machine in 1935 yeah. and came here just to play and then came and sat on our podcast. But it was like when he got in the time machine in 1935, he was like 85 years old. <laughs> and then when he got here, he's like 23. Yeah. So when, when he played the fest, he was there was nobody there watching it um, at, at the that Bricktown parking lot that we were in. And we were having a beer with him before he went on stage. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go on stage now and play. I was like, okay. I was like, man... This dude's like 55. He's been playing the blues his whole life. And then I just go stand right in front of him while he's up on stage, just smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, watching him play. And he, it's like he didn't even know there was nobody there watching him. He just enjoyed himself. And then when we got him into the studio, did the episode, found out he's younger than me. He's like 35. Wow. It's like, dude, you talk and act like you're a 55-year-old, you know, experienced uh, blues musician. Blues, and he goes, oh, that's because I learned the blues from a 100-year-old blues man. Like, what? <laughs> Those are the best kind. Like everything he said was just strange and didn't fit into anything that I'm accustomed to seeing in the music scene here. So Exploding Kittens and Joe McLaren, I think, are my favorites. I'll have to go hear that blues one. That sounds good. Yeah, you can go to check out Little Joe. Man, I'd have to go back and look at him to pick out a favorite. I, we did a um, a spoof on Serial. That was fun. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's, we, that it, that's up there in one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites to go back and listen to because... It's so, it's not just us talking. It's got, we mimicked a lot of the production right. aspects of Serial and that was fun. That was fun to do too. Yeah, we yes. made our own little commercial. They have the, um, in Serial, the. They do like MailChimp commercial. The MailChimp commercial. Yeah. So me and Aaron did this commercial that's kind of got like this twangy background music and it's basically a commercial for our own show, but it sounds like the MailChimp commercial. Yes. Nice. Um, and then, but what that was actually about was addressing the. Uh, bus station before they tore it down and urban and, renewal in general yeah gotcha. how the city has always had this habit of just destroying buildings and not trying to preserve yeah we, we like to blow it up first and then right. you know work from and there. then regret it later mm -hmm. yeah. yeah although i am a fan of blowing stuff up that was a cool explosion it was it that was. one was pretty bitching do you guys have a favorite episode uh i have a couple that just popped in my head when I when I talk about the show and I recommend it to people. I, I the late one that you just did about all the state questions. Yeah, yeah we got some good. I feel like on that, that is required listening for all citizens. I, I Whether you politic <laughs> in this direction or not, it at least gives you a reference point. Mm. And nobody has done that yet that I've paid attention to. That I know people have done one offs on it, but I just liked the the quick kind of we're going to yeah, get we, through we, all we of them. We even went over ones that aren't on the ballot. Yeah, and I have gotten more people talking to me about that episode than almost I have anyone. Too. I, I, ran, I ran into one of the GC guys who's over the tower and been doing work still, and we were talking on the sidewalk today, and he was like, oh, man, I was listening to that episode, and I only got about halfway through it, and I got distracted. I had to do something else, but I'm going back to finish it. I really want to. And then he was like, did you talk about some of the other ones that like aren't on the ballot? And I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, we made it, it all did. the way did. through. <laughs> I love it. Tia Saker's going on there and posted on it. I love it that you said, have fun debating that shit on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so and we like, have been. Yeah. You know, um, I, good luck with that. I had some friends the other day who were complaining about their whole family argues each other on Facebook about things we're going to vote on. And uh, there was a, me and Aaron were standing in my house and somebody knocked on the door and we opened it up and it was a lady oh my God, that was so canvassing funny. for, oh, I heard when I was in the back of the house, just a state question. And Aaron said something to her and basically was sending her away. And I come running back up to the front door and I was like, I threw it back. I was like, which state question is it again? And she's like, 792. I hope we got your vote. We're like, oh yeah, no, we're voting no in that she way. Came, she she came I, saw, I saw the disappointment on her face when she knocked on John's door and I opened it and she was just holding a 792 flyer like yeah. right up in my face. And as soon as I saw it, like she could, she saw my face just kind of drop. Like she saw, so she, came by, she came by our house the same day that I listened to your podcast. Are you <laughs> and I, man, I was, I was loaded and I'm still unclear on where I'll go with that. Right. Um, the thirsty beagle, the beer blog oh, yeah. mm -hmm. would provide a great counterpoint to that, that I okay. really appreciated. So I would throw that in there in the mix of learning mm -hmm. about how people are going to vote. But I, I was well armed for the conversation nice. with her because yeah. I had that and I had the Wafty show episode. And so 
I wasn't nasty to her or anything, but she got an informed citizen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, we They're had not a, used to getting a hold of those. Right. We had a, I don't want to call him a mole because that's what Patrick calls his in the last Ogle. But we had a, somebody call me personally from the state who informed me on some of the legislative processes that we have here in the state. And the thing that he said that stuck with me the most was that we write shitty legislation in this state. And we have access to alcohol. I mean, we're, we can get drunk whenever we want. What we want is to be able to access it in a certain way. And I don't think 792 is the best way. I think we can do better. And this, it's not an urgent issue. It's not a problem that right. needs to be solved right now. So let's get together and let's write a really good piece of legislation this time instead of just, oh, there's one on the ballot finally. Let's just vote for it because we'll never get the chance again. I think and there's that knee-jerk reaction of if we don't get this one through, yeah, then we'll never get it oh, again. There's so many more coming. You know? it's, yeah, well, I, mean, I hope so. Somebody pointed out to me that, that I hadn't thought about it like this, but technically 791's not dead, right? It just didn't no, make it No, it just didn't make this it this ballot. one. It could so make it, it on the next one. It could one. resurface mm -hmm. later. But I mean, we even got our Trader Joe's, which was like one of the things oh, yeah, that, like, opened today. that yeah. people it were it like open today. saying, we'll never get something like Trader Joe's if we can't get, you know, grocery stores with high point alcohol. I was like, well, guess what? We, we yeah. got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so again, yeah, the urgency of that is not. Yeah, I mean, even if once alcohol mm -hmm. and beer does start getting sold in places like Walmart and Target, I'm still going to enjoy my 10 a.m. experience when Byron's opens on a weekday. Well, again, I still <laughs> don't can't go to that. Walmart. Like. Exactly. Don't, don't care. Like, if you're going to support it, it local, matter how much you have that as a mentality. It's not about saving money. You're going to keep supporting local. Totally. Yeah. Because you care about it and you value it and you have that relationship. You have that built-in commitment to them and hopefully vice versa that you're not going to have at a big chain. Exactly. So that was a great episode. Your, you. um, your one with Ian and Haley from Pump Bar. Yes. Because, I mean, they're obviously great characters and fun to listen to, but the history of that building yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. was mind-blowing. We were talking about that for two months. Whenever we have friends awesome. come to town, like those are the historical bits of the neighborhood that come to the surface right at the right. beginning of the, the road trip or the stop-off at Pump Bar. So that one was a really fun episode. Uh, anything with Steve Lackmeyer, like I said, he's our <laughs> he's our patron saint. <laughs> uh, we, we like we, we like that episode a lot. That was a good one. We should get him back because uh, he I don't know if it's he hasn't released his new book yet, has he? I don't think so. He's getting ready. What does know? Of. Yeah, whenever he gets ready, you should um, convince him, him to come back on. He always oh, he just has a wealth of knowledge about our city that honestly. You can you can trash on him uh, because oh, don't you don't care. like his style or whatever, but he is a real treasure in our city. Oh, like, we're lucky to show, have someone that has Chad that Huntington much knowledge. We're ripping and, on each other, and yeah. you know, he is literally why we started as told by OKC. You really? watched a little news segment um, him in the tower after the tower was purchased. Or was it right after? Or was it when it was happening? It was when it was still just a pit of despair, yeah. and <laughs> we watched a little video clip, and I was like, we could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. why can't we do that? Like, he's just asking questions and mm -hmm. people are talking. And really, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. That was uh, just kind of sitting in bed going, wait a second. I mean, obviously, Steve's got the wealth of experience and he's an actual reporter. But it's like. It was watching somebody care. Like, it was literally just watching him. Yeah, he care does care, man. Invested. He cares. And yeah, and like you say, despite what you may feel about his style or anything else, the bottom line is he does care immensely. Yep. Because I mean, he grew, he literally grew up walking these streets. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's a good dude. I want to party with him. I want to get, <laughs> I want to get weird with Steve Blackmire. <laughs> We're recording, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. This is like a monthly. Uh, and and no. now for our recurring segment, getting weird. With no, Steve I, I tweeted him like a week ago. And I was like, I want to party with you. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Steve, I'm if you record. listen, message me. Let's yeah, make some no. plans to get weird. I, I run into him occasionally, you know. I see him all the time. I work in Bricktown. I just feel like once a, once every couple of weeks, I just catch yeah. myself waving at Steve as he drives by, him looking at me like, who the hell is this asshole? <laughs> but you know, when I see him, I want to say his name like Jerry says Newman's name on Seinfeld. Yeah. Sometimes I say it three times to see if he'll appear. I do that a lot too. It doesn't work yet. In fact, yes. I think that's how you're going, you can save buildings sometimes. You just stand in front of it. Blackmire. <laughs> Blackmire. That's Lackmire. how the Tower Theater got saved, that's I right. thought. Right. Yeah. We did a little Blackmire, uh, Black Magic. Ooh. A little seance. 
That worked. I was trying to come up with some sort of <laughs> clever black magic, lack Meyer, lack magic. Oh, oh yeah, it's there. Black, it's, some, there. it's in there somewhere. Text me later because I know you'll find it. That's yeah, it'll, it'll pop in my head like right before I fall asleep. I go, oh, I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to go get drunk. Okay. Go have a drink. We're going to go to Che. We like to close that place down oh, wow. on the weekend. Nice. You know, I still really haven't bad. been there. Oh, wow. you're missing what out. I know. I'm going tomorrow, though. I actually have Good. a date. I'm going tomorrow. Oh, yeah? yeah. All right. We so can talk menu, menu choices. Yeah. I like that place a lot. I got some cold PBR and some moonshine. I think I'll just go drink that. There yeah. you go. Thanks for having us on, you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for coming so much. Yeah. We've watched you from afar, and I'm sure we've sat at Pump Bar like at the same time, oh, absolutely. dozens yeah. of times. Many times. And so it's nice to put names with faces. Yeah. And, I and love your honestly, social presence. So well, thank you. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Uh, we love okay. the city. Yeah, we just, know you guys do too, and that's what yeah, makes this just fun. Just pull up a chair at the table when we're at the pump and make yeah. the table bigger. Absolutely. I'll get you some Jameson. <laughs> Local. Local. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. Woo! I'll be